there. Just want to thank you for taking the time to listen to this podcast or even watch it on YouTube. I would love to hear what you think. I would love to get any suggestions and understand what kind of content you're looking forward to hearing more about. So please rate, please comment, please subscribe. And if you leave a review for the podcast, you'll get a freebie for efficient goal setting. So make sure to do that. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much, but when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hi there, just want to thank you for taking the time to listen to this podcast or even watch it on YouTube. I would love to hear what you think. I would love to get any suggestions and understand what kind of content you're looking forward to hearing more about. So please rate, please comment, please subscribe. And if you leave a review for the podcast, you'll get a freebie for efficient goal setting. So make sure to do that. Welcome to the podcast, She is Fab, where we discuss all things fab, women empowerment, and life coaching. My name is Evelyn, also known as the Fab Chief Desk, and I am a mindset transformation coach. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the She is Fab podcast. I'm Evelyn, your host, mindset transformation coach. And today I have the pleasure of speaking with Charity Majors. She is a Jane of all trades. And to give you some insight, she is an author, an international speaker, a soulful mindset coach, a savvy digital marketing strategist, and has her own podcast called Meant for More. Welcome, Charity. Oh, thank you so much, Evelyn. It's an honor to be here and chat today. I'm so happy to hear that. I'm also honored to have you here and, and to learn more about you and what you do. So in your own words, Charity, go ahead and introduce yourself. Tell us more about what you do. 
Well, I mean, first and foremost, I am a wife and a mom, and I actually don't necessarily subscribe to hustle culture. I actually believe that if we are creating things um, from a space of where our family is not healthy, where the first things that we say should be first aren't first, um, then that can be a big deal. It's kind of like not buttoning the top button of your t-shirt correctly, where everything else gets out of alignment. Um, so first and foremost, a wife and a mama. And then from there, um, a writer. I'm actually writing my next book. I'm a podcaster like you, Evelyn, which is so fun to be able to have just epic conversations with epic human beings, especially outside <laughs> of mom life. <laughs> I can only sing the ABCs so many times. Um, and then I really love to kind of dive into unlocking people's purpose um, and really helping them align with a flow in business that again, that um, really helps keep the first things first. I love that statement where you talked about first things first, the alignment with that and also not contradicting yourself, right? Because like you stated, we claim to put certain things in the forefront and that's not always the case. So to hear you speak it, but also walk the walk, it's so great. Thanks. I mean, it wasn't always like that. That's for sure. I know there have been times and seasons in my life where it was like other things took higher priority and my marriage suffered. And, you know, it was like I wasn't as present with my kid and the, the mom guilt. Well, if I'm not working, then I'm thinking about my kid. And if I'm not, you know, if I'm with my kid, I'm thinking about my, about the next course I'm going to create or the next, you know, blog post that I'm going to write. And so, it was an interesting space of really coming, um, coming to a space of saying, no, you know what? Anything I do, I want it to be come from a space of healthy family. And I want it to come from a space of, of a healthy marriage and a healthy, um, you know, family life. Because then when that is in alignment, like I said, everything else is way easier. Like even the hard days in business or the hard days in, in, you know, online marketing when family is healthy, everything else is easy. Great. So earlier you were mentioning what's for, first and foremost in your life. And we talked about some of the entrepreneurial uh, endeavors that you're pursuing or have been pursuing for some time. I can imagine that as a mother and also having the relationship with your partner, that there are some challenges in balancing all of these things. Can you speak to that? Oh, for sure. I, I mean, I think that balance is this elusive thing. Um, I actually used to be a personal trainer, and when I would work with clients on balance, right, they would, they would stand there with one le one leg, and you know, I'd try and pass like a, a medicine ball or a weight back and forth, and try and get them off balance. And what's really interesting is that even when you're in balance, there are still small movements that go on. You know, you can kind of feel your leg your leg wiggle, or you can like ooh, like feel like I'm tipping this way or tipping that way. And so this like perfectly balanced type thing with like no movement. And I'm just like, nothing bothers me is actually what I think is, is false. Right. So balance requires mm -hmm. these little adjustments, um, to keep, <laughs> to keep upright. So what I actually like mm -hmm. to say is almost like a juggle. 
Like if I can take this ball and I can make sure, okay, it's a good toss, like it's taken care of, it's up in the air, then I can pass my, my, you know, the next ball to myself and take care of it and pass it up in the air and then, you know, get the next ball and I can, you know, make sure that I'm able to catch the next ball and then toss the other one back up in the air. So I actually like to think of, of being a mompreneur, of being, you know, in that space uh, more as a juggle. It's like, okay, kids and family are good and taken care of, grab the business stuff. Okay, great, great. Like business and stuff is taken care of, like grab the kids and family kind of thing. So mm-hmm. I love that, the juggling act. And you know what? I agree with you uh, with regards to the word balance. I actually think about uh, sustainability. Uh, as an alternative to balance because nothing is ever perfectly balanced. There's always a tip in one direction or another and adjustments, like you said, that are made to maintain these things in motion. Yep, absolutely. I couldn't agree more. So you mentioned earlier that you're working on a new book. Mm -hmm. Tell us about that. (gasps) Oh, this is a little bit where my imposter syndrome comes in. Um, cause it's oh, no. interesting. I'm in the space of, um, so I'm writing my next book. It is called language of the spirit and being published before. Like I have another couple books and a devotional, actually a card deck, um, out there, but it was always something that, um, like when I published my first book, uh, meant for more igniting your purpose in a world that tries to dim your light. It was kind of this collaboration where, um, kind of a, uh, worked with a publishing house and editor, but then it was still my self publishing and marketing and that kind of thing. Mm. So it reached thousands of people, which is amazing. It's still, you know, people still reach it or still read it and grab it. Uh, every single day from Amazon and in different programs that I have, which is amazing. Um, but this next book where I feel like the imposter syndrome is coming in is actually because I feel like I'm supposed to pitch this one to a publisher. And, mm. and that to me is uncomfortable because it's usually like, okay, if it is a, a like a bigger publishing house, then that means that I have a little bit less control over a couple different things. Like they might change the title. They might, mm-hmm. you know, I might not have as much control over the, over the cover or different things like that. And at the same time, major publishing houses also help build a platform and help build book more speaking gigs and help sell more books. And so what's really interesting about this book is so as I'm writing it, it's called language of the spirit. And it's based off of some different experiences, um, that I've had, um, divine experiences that I had over the last few years, but also what I've learned in some different, um, supernatural schools where, um, I've been learning about what it looks like to pick up on the language of the spirit. Like, what does it mean when you get goosebumps? What does it mean when you walk into a room and you can feel, you know, certain things or all of a sudden you like one thing for me, I used to walk into rooms and I thought I used to, I thought I struggled with limiting beliefs a lot. Um, but what Mm. I found is that one of my spiritual strengths is actually is what's called a hearer. So I can walk into a room or I can sit next to someone and I can hear their internal monologue. Oh, wow. That's interesting. And so it is, it's very interesting. And so I used to think that all of these different thoughts that I would have were, were mine and that they were negative And I had all these different limiting beliefs when in reality, it was actually a strength of mine that I have to be able to pick up on that spiritual frequency. And then 
coming from a space of spiritual authority to be able to shift that. So now all of a sudden, if I can hear that a woman is thinking, I'm not enough, or I don't have what it takes, or, um, you know, who am I to do that, uh, to say that to one, maybe I'm too much, or I'm not enough for all these different internal monologue things that we can hear. Um, now as a coach, I have the opportunity to shift that and to speak life, um, into their hearts, into their souls, into their spirits, and actually really draw out who they are meant to be. Um, mm-hmm. And so it's it's been a really fun learning process. Um, and mm-hmm. so now I'm going to be teaching other people how to do it as well. That's, I, I would say it's interesting, but it really is. It's actually the first time in my interactions and this podcast that somebody has expressed that being able to essentially channel the thoughts that other folks are having. I've heard of, you know, being an empath, right? And taking on those emotions that are that are around you. But to get those thoughts, that's entirely different. Yeah. And when it comes to spiritual language, we can be what's called a hearer, right? So how is it explaining? We can be a seer. So that is maybe someone has a um, very vivid dream life, or um, they can also like, I'm also a seer. And so um, like, I'll be able, I'll be talk, be able to talk to someone and instantly see like, it's like a quick flash of a picture in my mind of something. Um People can also be knowers. So they just know that they know that they know. They don't know how they know, but they know. And then while you're talking about the empath of feelers, like they can, you know, like just pick up on all of the feelings and they're feeling them all the time, but they don't necessarily know what to do with it or how to handle it yet is what I've found is with a lot of empaths. Um, so when it comes to the language of the spirit, it's learning how to interpret what's going on around you. Um, and then being able to not like, not just sit in it and let everyone else's feelings or everyone else's voices or everything else like bombard you, but being able to now shift into the authority that you have, um, and to whether it shift the atmosphere of the environment around you or to shift the heart of the person sitting in front of you to be able to speak hope and truth and life, um, into their heart. Um, so yeah, it's, uh, it's really vulnerable to share. <laughs> Because even though I'm like, have gone to different schools for it, um, Mm -hmm. it is, I'm stepping out, especially with the book in a very, uh, what I can see is a bold way. And the imposter syndrome in me is like, well, who are you to talk about that stuff? And I'm like, oh, I don't know, (laughs) but I'm going to do it anyways. (laughs) And see, this is what I always find amazing. Uh, women like you who are so accomplished, who by my perception know, have authority in what they're bringing to the world, the connections that you're making, the people that you're impacting. I mean, you have your podcast, you know, you're a speaker, you're a former TV host, you have your first book under your belt, and still here you are experiencing imposter syndrome. And we talk about that in this, in this podcast all the time. It, it never goes away. You can't eliminate it. It's just being able to manage that emotion. Yeah, for sure. Well, I think manage and also recognize that that's 
Um, maybe that was a thought, you know, or something at some point in my life that that belief served me. Um, mm-hmm. but now in the next evolution of where I'm being called to go, it no longer serves me. And so it's like another deeper level, deeper layer of the onion of the mm-hmm. limiting beliefs that we pull back and, um, the lessons that we're meant to learn along the journey where it's like, okay, like <laughs> time to, time to dig a little bit deeper and work on that a little bit more. I love, I love your analogies, by the way, because they make perfect sense for those that are uh, visual or feelers. It just kind of opens up and broadens, you know, your mind. So I'm curious, you do so many things, have done so many things. What led you on this journey? Oh, I think even starting back from when I was little, I, I was never the kid that I like just knew I was going to be a a doctor or I knew I was going to be a veterinarian or I knew I was going to be this. I just, I knew that I loved people. I knew I wanted to love what I did. Um, yeah, there were some things in there like, you know, like, yeah, I want to be like Mariah Carey. Like, (laughs) (laughs) you know, I think every kid wants to be like a, like a singer or a movie star. Um, And, uh, and I kind of just went on this journey of, of what are things that I love? I think part of what got me on the journey was like I was mentioned or like I mentioned earlier was a lot of the limiting beliefs that I picked up, um, along the way. And, uh, you know, I was kind of made to feel stupid for being smart. Um, I was the Mm. butt of the blonde jokes that I, never really felt felt like I fit in. I was kind of too pretty for the sporty girls, too sporty for the pretty girls. Um, had a lot of different friend groups, um, but always just kind of felt like I didn't fit in or didn't belong. And so it was this really interesting space of then me going like turning to things like people pleasing, like, Oh, well, if like, maybe if I act like her, then people will like me or, you know, perfectionism where it was like my achiever, like I'm going to get everything done that I can. I'm going to be the best at it. And I'm going to just achieve, achieve, achieve and do and do and do. Um, and I kind of, I remember towards the end of college, I hit this space where it was like, I don't even know who I am. Like, <laughs> I don't know what I like. Almost like that pretty, uh, pretty woman. If you've ever seen the movie where she kind of goes through this space, she's like, I don't even know what eggs I like. I don't even know if I like scrambled eggs or I don't even know if I like <laughs> eggs over easy or eggs Benedict. Or so she goes on this journey of self-discovery to say, okay, like regardless of what anyone else says, regardless of what anyone else thinks that I should do, or they should say I should be this or do that. Like I went through this space of really owning uh, the strengths and the gifts and the unique way that I was made, um, regardless mm-hmm. of what anyone else said. So that was part of the journey, um, to where really unlocking, um, just the divine design of how I was made and what I was here for was a big piece of that. And then four years ago, went through the, the dark night of the soul, which was really interesting. Um, kind of before this happened, I'd done a lot of personal development, a lot of spiritual spirituality and training and that kind of thing kind of worked on a lot of these issues, the issues that I was talking about. Um, Mm -hmm. and then bam, like dark night of the soul and my husband and I, we actually went through the journey of losing a child. And what was really interesting was in coming from a space where all of this shame, all of this brokenness kind of, it was no longer surface layers. 
that, mm-hmm. um, that were needing to be worked on. It was the deep heart and soul and spiritual layers, um, were in my brokenness where I felt like I couldn't keep my body, my baby safe. And my, and, you know, I felt like there, I was broken, like there was something wrong with me. Um, there's a lot of shame around it, especially with the loss of a child. Not mm-hmm. very many people talk about it. Um, and it's actually, it happens really, really frequently. And so what I found in it, you know, in the ugly cry, laying in my bed, not even wanting to like get up and wondering why it happened and why God, like why this, why me, why us, why our family? Mm-hmm. Um, cause it's a loss of yes, a baby. It's, it's the loss of also hopes and dreams that go along with that for family and, um, and in that space of not even, or wondering why I was even alive, mm-hmm. God met me and, he, you know, like he didn't need to fix me. He didn't need to, um, you know, make it okay. And just whatever, like he just sat with me. Um, and in that space of brokenness, the spirit of God infused so much purpose into my spirit and into my life so that now, um, it's, is one of my strengths and it's, it's a, the big message of meant for more. Um, I'm mm-hmm. such a firm believer that we, um, that not one single person on this planet is here by mistake. There are a million pieces and parts that have to come together to be sustained or for life to be sustained. And so mm-hmm. you, Evelyn, you are here on purpose for a purpose. I am here on purpose for a purpose. Every single one of these listeners, you guys are here you are here on purpose for a purpose. You are not a mistake. Um, and so what's really interesting is I think that we can teach what we know, like there's a lot of information that people can teach, but we can impart what we have experienced into the soul and spiritual level of who I am. Every mm-hmm. single ounce of my being has experienced the infusion of purpose. Um, and so when I work with people, it's something that I'm able to um, infuse into them and not just talk at them, not just teach them what it looks like, but to actually mm-hmm. impart that into them. And so it's- I, you guys can't see cause you're not that close, but that gave me goosebumps Ooh, on several that- levels. Okay. <laughs> First of all, the way that you speak and explain your experience, your emotion is beautiful and it's powerful. But the fact that you also took us in and shared with us vulnerability, you know, a difficult moment, which you and your partner could have succumbed to. You could have had an entirely different trajectory and path, but you're using that to empower you, to propel you forward and to impart your message onto others. I mean, it could have gone a completely opposite direction. So Thank you for sharing that with us, for being vulnerable, because you're right. It's not just about putting things out there. It's about the experience, helping us to understand that experience, to bring them in so that what they're absorbing actually makes sense and actually provides fruit to whatever they're looking to put out there. Yeah, for sure. I love what you said about fruit. Like That's a huge indicator of whether something is working or whether it's not working. Yes, yes. Fruit. So do you primarily work with women? Is that the audience that you engage in or do you also work with men? 
the occasional man <laughs> comes around to um, to work with me, but it's mostly mostly women. Um, what I find, especially even just in the the world of of, of motherhood, it's so many times moms have put their hopes and the dreams on the back burner and have just buried them mm-hmm. under, um, you know, under what their kiddos are doing and just driving them around. And, oh, I got to like, you know, making all the organic food and I got to, <laughs> you know, buy the, have the chickens and I got to like live this granola life. And that means that any other dream that I've had on my heart kind of gets put to the back burner. Um, and that's such a common message in the realm of motherhood. Um, mm-hmm. And so a lot of times what I, what I end up doing, especially with moms is not only helping them kind of remember the dreams that were on their heart, um, but also to really connect that um, alongside and in alignment with motherhood and honoring healthy Mm -hmm. family, Um, but also really giving them permission to go for it as well. Cause I think that we can, and I'm not sure if you have any kids or not, but I think that we can be a mom and, you know, I'm not interested in only just like having a successful career or only having, you know, a beautiful family um, and healthy relationships. Like I want both. (laughs) And so, and I think that we can have both. Um, It has to, it also has to be very, very intentional um, we have mm-hmm. to be surrounded by the right types of community and the right types of relationship to keep those different aspects healthy. Mm-hmm. I hope you guys listening or watching replay that, take it back and just reabsorb what you just said. I don't have any kids unless you count my fur babies. <laughs> I do have lots of nieces and nephews and I've cared for some from, you know, infant stages. But I love seeing women like you who have so much more responsibility because let's face it, we have different challenges and how we engage, how we interact based on our life circumstances. And for women who are mothers, especially as I've interacted and learned more about their day to day, there is a lack there because like you said, they put their dreams, even their own self-care Uh, in the back burner. They don't think that they can do it all or have it all. There has to be sacrifice in some way, shape, or form. So women like you are real role models to show that, no, you can have it all. It's just a little more difficult to achieve because of the juggling that you have to do. Yeah. And I think like what you said, like you can choose your heart, right? Like it can be like creating a successful career, can be hard, you know, creating, having a healthy family can be hard and maintaining all, you know, but also having a career that you hate can be hard, you know, having 50 pounds that you want to need to lose can be hard. Um, you know, having a marriage where you fight every day can be hard. And so I think that, um, you get to choose your hard and when it's based off of the outcome of a life that you really want to live, that's what, you know, that's, that's where the difference can be. Cause we can either choose like even not deciding is a choice. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I think especially and this goes for whether it's parents, caregivers, you know, anyone that is even modeling or a role model for kids is more as caught than taught. And so if I want my son to go after his dreams and to live bold and unapologetic and to live out the full purpose of what he came here for, I have to be able to model that for him and to be able to bring him along the journey as well and to be able to show him what that looks like and give him the permission to do that for his life too. 
That is so true. Thank you for saying that because uh, there are two schools of thought when it comes to that, right? You lead by example. What your children see in the home is what they will ultimately repeat as they get older. Then there's the opposite where if it's a negative environment, what they see can be a deterrent to eliminate that scenario. But in this case, I'm in agreement with you because if I want to teach my children something, it would only make sense that I would live in alignment with the things that would educate them in the right direction. Obviously, we are all individuals, and like you said, choose your heart. So they will choose their path. But the more you can be a role model, the better chances of them developing uh, in a certain way. Yeah. And when it comes to kids, what's really interesting is, um, you know, for us, as for any human beings, 70 to 80% of our beliefs are developed by the time we are seven. And what we tend to do is actually repeat the, either the beliefs, the patterns, the thoughts, the different things that go around or that we have experienced from zero to seven. And, and so it's this really interesting space of, um, honoring the season of life where for me, my son is five. And so really wanting to come from a space of being a primary role model in his life, um, when it comes to positive positivity, when it comes to beliefs, when it comes to honoring and treating, you know, other people, um, when it comes to honoring himself, when it comes to, you know, even the way that my husband and I, when we talk to each other, we're not perfect by any means. We actually just got an argument over road rage yesterday. Um, but even in argument, my, my son gets to see that it's okay to, you know, have heated conversations and just that we still love each other and that we still get to come back, um, back towards healthy, communication and back towards um, another chance and back towards choosing again and honoring and love each, loving each other again. So. So Charity, we've talked and given some insight into the various areas, uh, what you speak on and what you do, uh, the book you wrote, the book you're, you're gearing towards uh, finishing up. Uh, how do you help the folks that you work with? What programs, methodologies do you have in place? Um, I'm actually going into a season where, and going, or actually just going back to what you were saying about how I help people, it, it's very seasonal. Um, it's because honoring where, um, where either I am at and capacity wise, as well as where I'm going. So I'm actually going mm. into a season where uh, I'm not necessarily working very intimately for very long with people. It's kind of a come in for, you know, a quick 30, 60, 90 days, and then like kick down out of the the nest, Mm -hmm. um, as far instead of like a year long program. Mm -hmm. Um, but a lot of what I'm focusing in on right now is live events. So it's pretty interesting, you know, during 2020, everyone like zigged and went online and Mm -hmm. I had actually spent multiple years building, you know, a really beautiful online business, um, with multiple programs. And I kind of zagged and I went in person and I started this, uh, hosting 
and facilitating transformational retreats and business and branding retreats. Um, and I've been hosting a lot more live events and it's because I think that nothing can replace the magic that happens in the room. Mm -hmm. You know, yes, there are incredible things that we can do like behind, you know, behind a screen and, um, but there, but nothing can replace the magic that happens being heart to heart, soul to soul, belly to belly, being immersed in an environment and atmosphere, um, that really allows for transformation and change. Mm -hmm. So a big focus for me currently, um, are the in-person things are the transformational retreats. Um, while I then write my book to be able to, um, create further programs that come mm -hmm. from that regarding teaching people how to be able to learn and interpret the language of the spirit. What does that look like? Right? Like what you got, um, earlier, you got goosebumps like, Ooh, what does that mean? And is it on the right <laughs> side or is it on the left side? And what does that mean? And, um, just practicing, uh, little things. So I'll give you an example. There was one gal I was working with recently. And, uh, before I saw her, I was going into a, a zoom room, uh, with a few other people um, that I was working with. And before going into the zoom room, um, I got this beautiful scent, this beautiful smell, and it kind of smelled like almost like honeysuckle, like honey dust, uh, sweet, floral powdery type. And it was, it was incredible. And, um, and I kind of just kept that in my back pocket and just, okay, like that I'm aware of this. So got into the zoom room with the few other people that I was working with. And as soon as I saw this one woman's screen, her little zoom screen and that smell instantly came back. And so it was really, I was like, Ooh, okay. I know that this is for her. So I asked her if those, if any of those scents meant anything to her. And she said, yes, for a few of them, but what really meant, re like really stand, stood out to her was the roses or the floral scent. She said mm. she loves them. That's, she always buys herself roses. She loves to wear clo clothing with roses on it. And as she was sharing, I then in my, in my mind's eye, I got this picture of a hand reaching towards a rose and being pricked by the, by the thorn and mm. moving away quickly. And so I shared that with her and you know, I, I said, I feel like there are times in your life where maybe people have come in close and have left really quick and you didn't know, um, you thought that maybe you were the one that hurt them. You thought that maybe there was something wrong with you that you were rejected. Um, she kind of started crying. I said, actually what God wants you to know is that those times, just like a rose, the reason that it has a thorn on it is actually for its protection. And that those times where people have come in close and moved away quickly, it was actually for your protection. And she started crying and she just, she, um, said that she really needed to hear that. And we were able to kind of go back into, um, a little bit of her timeline and just kind of heal some of those wounds. Mm -hmm. Um, of how, um, of how that belief had shown up in her life and just really see that those places were there for, for her protection. Um, it was a really, really healing session for her. So, um, so yeah, there's a few different ways that mostly people can kind of hang, wait for my book, but just come hang out with me on Instagram. Um, the meant for more podcast and, uh, I've got some other online little programs, but I would rather just connect with you guys on Instagram. Um, Charity, I love what you were saying about the fact that you're working with people uh, in seasons. I'm actually seeing that happen more and more where coaches or people who are just working with others in general in some way, shape, or form are making it in a way where it's not your usual timing 
where it's more about alignment, whether it's with the season, whether it's with the moon, whether it's with a women's cycle, so many different aspects. So I'm always interested to hear when folks are doing that a lot, that realignment, so to speak, where they're changing how they're conducting themselves and what they're putting out there based on seasonal change. Yeah. I, well, I love this because it really, um, like nature, right? We have four seasons. And I think in today's hustle culture, it's always just like Monday, Friday, Monday through Friday, grind it out eight to five, nine to five. And, you know, you get the weekend and then it just kind of repeats on this hustle culture cycle. And then what's really interesting being an entrepreneur is that, you know, everyone gets access to us through our phones. And Mm -hmm. so the boundaries of work and life (laughs) can get very blurred. And, um, and when it comes to just us as right, we're meant to be human beings, not human doings. And we're not meant to constantly be um, striving and producing and always like go, 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 do, 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 um, achieve, mm-hmm. achieve, achieve. We're meant yes. to live, you know, through, through seasons. We're just like, you know, just like winter, spring, summer, fall, like, right. Like spring, there are times where it's yes, absolutely. Growth is the focus. You know, then there are times where it's fall, like there, certain things in our life need to fall away and we have to be able to reevaluate that. Um, you know, winter where it's like, maybe it is more of an inward facing season where I'm not mm-hmm. as focused on production. I'm more focused internally on really making sure, um, that even, you know, that internally I'm really, really strong and I'm rich and I'm deep, no matter what's going on in my external circumstances, no matter we've doesn't look like there's life going on on the outside mm-hmm. or, you know, summer it's, you know, it's fun. It's alive. It's, it's heated. There's growth, there's playfulness. Um, and so I think that if we can, if more of the world would take on a seasonal approach, um, mm-hmm versus just a constant production. I think that that would uh, make a huge difference, not only in just um, people's, their health, right? So many people, they are, um, they're stressing their bodies out, you know, just from the constant hustle culture. Um, you know, they're not being able to honor their body from the, from the hustle culture. They're not meant to be mm-hmm. under that much stress constantly and at all times. Um, and so I think that if more of the world can work and, and have a view seasonally, I think that that would actually make a big, huge difference. That's great advice, especially for the entrepreneurs out there, because when it's a one man or one woman show, <laughs> there's a lot more responsibility a lot more accountability, and you feel like you have to, to your point, Charity, hustle, hustle, hustle. But then when do you decompress? When do you take time for yourself? How do you align things so that you're not just constantly drained and expending energy? So rewind that, reabsorb, great advice. Uh, Something else you mentioned with the seasons is the fact that you zagged when everybody else zigged. (laughs) So a lot of folks with COVID did go from face-to-face interactions or brick-and-mortar businesses to establishing an online presence. But you mentioned you had your online presence and you went the opposite direction and focused more 
on those face-to-face interactions. Tell us more about that. What prompted you to go the other way? Well, it was really interesting. Um, even before the entire world shut down, um, you know, in March or February of 2020, um, I got this really incredible intuitive hit, um, in January where, um, God was wanting to use, um, people being back in the room together connecting heart to heart and soul to soul, um, on a deeper level, because so much of, um, I even wrote about this in my, in my book meant for more, but, um, there's so much surface level connection, like even in the the world where we have never been more connected in our entire lives, um, we are actually most disconnected at a soul level. And so what is really interesting is nothing can replace that heart to heart, soul to soul, human connection when we're in the room together, no behind a screen, you know, no like on Facebook, no big, huge friends list um, can ever replace that. And so um, I think what has happened on a social level, on a screen level is that we actually get these dopamine hits, but it is actually just like these quick burning, um, kindling for the flame or for the fire of authentic connection. Um, and so when we actually want deep, authentic connection, it happens, um, together. And so understanding that deep, authentic connection was on the horizon. Um, even though the world kind of shut down, um, I was able to bring some people together and really create that in a space where even though, yes, we were absolutely connected, you know, but with a lot of different people online and everyone's in Zoom rooms and doing all this different stuff, it was a fake surface connection and people really wanted just that deeper level of connection and they were craving it. And so they came into the room. So it was pretty amazing. We're back. So Charity, is there anything that you want to share with the audience, anything you're being called to put out there? I think the biggest thing is alignment. You know, going back to the analogy that I started with of if the first things aren't first, Mm -hmm. you know, the things that you say you want first priority in your life, if those haven't come first, um, then my encouragement for you is to go back, you know, back on your shirt and readjust those buttons. And it starts with the top button. That top button has to be in alignment first. Otherwise the rest of the buttons get all crooked and, and funky and wonky and, and misaligned. Um, so if you really want to be in alignment, make sure that it's not just lip service. When you say first you, that you want to keep priority and you want to keep first things first, make sure that it actually is. And from there, everything else gets easier. Beautiful. I love that word alignment. It says it all. A lot of times when things aren't going how we want, where there's resistance, it's because something is out of alignment. So that is a a key piece of advice for our audience. Thank you for that. Now, we are going to post all the information on how to get in touch with and learn more about Charity. So, Charity, if you can share with us how folks can get in touch with you. 
coming out with me on Instagram. It's at charity majors. You'll see uh, lots of different stuff, cute pictures of my baby <laughs> and all the fun little adventures that my husband and, uh, and our, our family take. We remodeled a camper um, as well as other things about the podcast and programs. But um, if anything, just come connect with me on Instagram, send me a message, say hi. Um, let me know what your favorite nugget was from this episode. Um, I just love genuine connection um, with people. So come say hi. Yay. Thank you so much for that. As I mentioned, we're going to put all her details for how to get in touch. Make sure you go check her out. Her IG is beautiful, by the way. She has so much content on there, not just about her business, but as she said, family, which is important to her. It should be important to a lot of people, actually. <laughs> Charity. Thank you so much for joining me today, for spending time telling us about you, what you do, and imparting some nuggets of wisdom. Oh, you're welcome. And Evelyn, thank you so much for your time and um, just for the chance to share with your audience. You are um, just such a light. And I'll just, I have to say this. So the color purple behind you is your beautiful purple background. And even like the, the logo, the fab <laughs> cheapest, like purple, like that is a sign of royalty. So you are um, just everything about you and around you um, is just a queen and you are um, just such a gift. So thank you for being a being a space and a place that invites other women to straighten their crowns too and to live full out. Oh my gosh. I'm so honored. <laughs> Talk about the ego boost. Thank you, Charity. Guys, again, if anything in this episode has resonated with you, has brought in some alignment or even some notice of lack, please reach out. Charity is available on IG. We're going to post the rest of her information, her website. She has various programs that she offers. There is a podcast. Hello, she's a podcaster. You can listen and learn more. And she has a book that is published, but another one on the way. So make sure you keep on track. All right, everyone. So like I always say, preparation, accountability, execution, and resolve are keys to your success. Until next time. So as you know by now, we're all about informing and empowering women. Well, now there's the addition of the She Is Fab shop where there is empowered fashion, printables, journals, mugs, and face masks. Check it out at www.sheisfab.net. That way you can purchase something for the lady, woman, or girl in your life. Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all 
small body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.